Hey there, welcome to Hangry Thoughts, the podcast where we dish out on the best bites on intuitive eating, nurture a healthy relationship with food, and of course, bust some nutrition myths, because fork diet culture. I'm your host, Abby Roberts, non-diet intuitive eating dietitian and an ADHD girly, here to guide you through a joyful journey towards feeling amazing in your own skin and enjoying all foods. Join me as we navigate the world of food with a fresh perspective where guilt-free nourishment and mindful eating take center stage. Together, we'll tackle the myths that may leave you feeling a little hangry or hungry for the real facts. So grab your fork, your favorite snack, and let's dive into the Hangry Thoughts podcast because it is time to embrace a vibrant, satisfying, and empowered approach to food and wellness. I'm not gonna lie. I have a bone to pick with Spotify over here. So you know how they have been doing the made for you lists. So it's like, you know, your day list, which I think is so funny. There's always some random title, which actually, what is my day list right now? It's always something like really moody or sad. And then for whatever reason, the afternoons, it's like either really poppy or just hardcore rap. 2000s birthday afternoon. What? Here's some birthday Jersey Shore nostalgia throwback millennial. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> but okay, so there there was a playlist that I came up on uh, called songs. Just try to forget these songs. And those fuckers got me. They got me. Gangnam Style was on it. And now I can't get that out of my head. And then what does the fox say was in my head. And it is a Monday. I'm going to be thinking of these all week. I'm going to be in a client meeting. And in my head, I'm going to go, what does the fox say? Ding, 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 ding. I'm like, Abby, focus. Focus. Because I'm out here raw dog in my ADHD. I don't have any medication for this right now. And that's that's also a bummer sometimes. <laughs> oh, you're raw dog in life. Not fully, though, because I have antidepressants, anti-anxiety meds, baby. But that is all besides the point and not at all the reason why I am sitting down to record a podcast. So when I was thinking about what am I going to talk about on this podcast? What do people want? What's relevant right now? And I was like, oh, my God, holy shit. Thanksgiving is right around the corner. How did this happen? Every year it catches me by surprise. Same thing with Christmas. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh my God, it's the 23rd. I need to go buy presents. Even though the entire year, I'm like, Abby, it's going to happen again. It's going to happen. Get on top of your shopping. Make your list. You know what you want to get, people. Just go out and get it. And then every year, I wait until the last minute. And it's not because I don't care about these people. It's just... I don't know. I I don't know why I can't get through my thick skull to go shopping sooner. So I'm manifesting this for me right now. We are women in STEM and we are manifesting go shopping early so we don't have to deal with those lines. Oh my God, that is also the worst. So, okay. Thanksgiving is coming up. Holiday season. What does holiday season mean? How can we relate food to this? And then I was like, Bingo! Toxic relatives at dinner. (laughs) 
And I've already been having some conversations with clients prepping for this holiday season, prepping to be seeing family, prepping for diet talk around the holidays. And I was like, why not make an episode on this? And you already know because you've already clicked on the title and read it. So we are talking about holiday eating, finding a balance. A couple days ago, I went to my Instagram story and posted a poll just first asking, do you struggle with food around the holidays? Very generic, didn't really go too in depth. And the overwhelming majority that answered said yes. Then I had a separate poll that came up that asked, okay, what are some of the specifics of this? And it was all over the place. But the two highest responses were struggling with binge eating slash overeating. And the second was fighting urges with restriction or just just constantly feeling that urge to restrict and maybe not necessarily fighting it. So that was not surprising to me. I think that that is so very common And then the holiday season just exacerbates any of those feelings that maybe we already had. And then we also start to think about like the new year and New Year's resolutions and put a lot of pressure on ourselves come that time of the year. So I just thought, okay, what would be most helpful in an episode surrounding holiday eating, finding a balance? And I came down to two things. One, I wanted this to be something where You could walk away feeling like you had things that you could do, put into practice right away, and things that were tangible. And the second was, I I really want to share, as I always do, my own stories with these things, and then also really my dietetic, like, counseling perspective on this, and the things that I would share with my clients, too. Now, obviously, this isn't going to be an individualized approach because this is a podcast, but I'm going to try to make this as individualized as I possibly can in this type of setting. So there's going to be a lot of things that we'll be curious with. Some of these things may not pertain to you, but they might pertain to others. And then there might be things in this podcast that we chat about where you're like, oh, fuck, like that hit it right on the nose. So as we get into this podcast... I want to invite you to have an open mind, leave judgment at the motherfucking door, and just bring compassion and curiosity in with yourself, and let's get to it. Okay, okay, okay. I want you guys to pretend like you are reading a magazine that is titled Diets Lose 10 Pounds Before Christmas, or you just logged into, you don't log into Google, you just logged into your laptop and you pulled up Google and you typed in lose weight before Christmas, or your mother's friend's cousin's neighbor's friend's kid just told you about this (laughs) trend. (laughs) Okay. These, how many things do I have here? Six. These six things, I just, they just came to my mind. They came to my mind from visions that I have had of when people have said this to me, when um, I have read this on the internet, when someone on social media has shared it. And 
I'm interested to see what you think or feel about these. And if you have ever heard of any of these. So number one, sit down to eat rather than standing up. Sitting down slows down the digestive process or eating process and promotes a greater sense of satisfaction with the meal. Number two, focus on nutrients-dense dishes first. Number three, drink water with each bite to trick your body into thinking it's fuller quicker. Four, set an intention of what you wish to experience during the holidays to have less stress around food. Five, limit alcohol. All of those celebratory holiday cocktails can quickly add unexpected sugar and calories into your diet. And six, stay active. (laughs) That's it for that one, just stay active. (laughs) Like, OMG, it is no wonder we are so stressed during this time of year. Like, the holiday season is already a difficult time to navigate, and this is even before we're even starting that conversation of struggling with an eating disorder, disordered eating, body image, or literally any other reason, any other reason possible. There's so much that goes on during this time. Like we have family obligations. Maybe we're seeing people, family, friends that we haven't seen in a year. Um, there's more socializing. There's getting out of our comfort zone, added expenses, travel, not being in our routine. And that's just a few things that might be anxiety inducing. And now I know from my own experience that there is a very good chunk of time in my life where the holidays brought on so much stress and anxiety simply because my routine just didn't exist. Or I wasn't in like my house or my apartment where I could feel or build control around the things that I wanted to feel in control of, if that makes sense. So like I could go out and buy my groceries. I could leave and go to the gym if I wanted. I could eat in my room alone if that feels felt safe during that time. But when it's during the holidays, there is this expectation that you're out eating the meal with everybody at the table. There is this expectation of, you know, being present with everyone and showing gratitude and being this happy-go-lucky, it's the holidays, we're having fun, it's joyful. But we don't always feel like that. And that can feel heavy at any point in the year, but there's something about the holiday season where that just feels heavier. And it can feel like there is this guilt for not being super joyous or feeling super present in the holiday season or spirit. And that's okay. Yes, it feels very lonely and it is frustrating to be in that place, but I guarantee that you are not alone. And I want to share some tips in today, specifically surrounding food and body image, but ways that we can feel a little bit lighter in the anxiety and stress department and food during the holiday season. So the holiday season, like I said, used to cause so much stress, worry, and anxiety for me. And this was mostly on the food and exercise front. I remember, especially during college and high school, there was a a chunk of time where I would sneak away to the bathroom to body check after any food or drink was consumed. 
And yes, my body would be changing because I just ate or I just drank. But in my mind, it was this change is permanent and I need to make sure that nothing is changing too quickly or I need to monitor these changes or I think you can kind of get the picture there. It was just that spiral, right, that I feel like a lot of us have experienced. I was so worried about my body changing with all of the holiday treats and not being in my routine. And I just, I I felt like I wanted to restrict myself and also felt like I, I had to restrict myself. In that same breath, I felt like I couldn't control myself around food. And it felt very much like this catch-22 situation of like, I, I want to restrict. And then I also feel like I can't because anytime I see or smell food, I'm just like, I need it. Or I have that experience of just one more bite. And it kind of felt like this last supper mentality. There was something also to be said of how... Thanksgiving and Christmas or Hanukkah have a lot of these foods that we really only eat during this time of the year. So it's really hard to feel open and free with a lot of these foods because in a way we we keep them a little bit restricted towards certain times of the year. Um, maybe that's not the case for everybody. I know for my family, we didn't have stuffing throughout the year or maybe pumpkin pie throughout the year. And these were some of my favorite foods. And it wasn't just this experience of saying like, this food is bad and I can't eat it. It was this thought or feeling of, if I eat this food, everyone will see that I can't control myself and know that I'm a failure. That's pressure. I tried to compensate for my day of eating with exercise or not eating until dinner. And I think this is something that's become really normalized during the holiday season. I'd always then have these big plans to start over on January 1st, which then would lead me to feel out of control even more so throughout November and December surrounding food. And what I didn't realize was that I was trying to quote unquote portion out or avoid holiday foods, all while creating plans to be better next month. Be better is also in hard quotes. I was actually digging a deeper hole for myself in in feeling more out of control. My body knew restriction was on the horizon, partly because I told myself this constantly, and partly because this was the pattern And every eating occasion was now an opportunity to either be good or screw up. And so every eating occasion felt stressful as fuck, right? The problem, though, wasn't the holiday food itself. And the problem wasn't me either. (laughs) That's probably not where you thought I was going to go with that, huh? The problem lies within the many, many ways food is talked about. Because the problem isn't you. The problem isn't the food. The problem isn't me. It's fork and diet culture. Especially during the holidays. 
the way we talk about our weight, point out if someone lost or gained weight, share that we were so bad for eating that piece of pie that we should work it off tomorrow. They're incredibly harmful spotlight. We blast on ourselves and each other with body and food consumption comparisons. We say, oh, she shouldn't be eating that. You could stand to lose a few pounds or you need to eat more. You're too thin. And it's not fair to anybody. And I guarantee the person on the receiving end wants you to shut up and keep those nasty comments to yourself. Okay, Aunt Karen? God. So let me ask you this. Have you ever tracked food, counted macros, or used a point system with food intake? Maybe you've tried to moderate portion sizes or judge your health on the amount of good or bad foods you consume. Typically, this thought process is, I should or I need to do this in order to be healthy, maintain or lose weight, or not go out of control. But instead, what happens is when we try so hard to be good around food, our body and mind notice and feel that mental and physical restriction. We don't do well with deprivation. If we're suppressing cravings, we begin to obsess over that food and want it that much more. If we're limiting food, we become hungrier and hungrier. And then when we finally do eat, that's when we end up feeling out of control and eating the foods that we said no to. Or we become overly stuffed and uncomfortable. Both scenarios and all those feelings can suck. It's so hard to be in that space. But here's the good news. The holidays can be a positive and neutral time with food and body image. You can enjoy all the foods you want. You can eat according to how your body feels. You can feel prepared to deal with uncomfortable comments surrounding body, weight, food, and diets. And don't have to engage with those comments if you don't want to. And you don't have to feel dread of getting back into your routine or bettering yourself, quote unquote, starting January 1st. So how can you do this? Well, here are my six tips to help you work on feeling more positive or neutral with food and body image during the holiday season so that you don't feel out of control or obsessive. All right, number one. And this one might seem like a no-der, but it is, I think, the most important. Eat consistent meals and snacks. So as I was saying in the beginning, and oftentimes, people save up for the big holiday meal, right? And I understand the thought process behind this. We often think, if I save all my calories for the big meal later, no harm, no foul, right? But this usually backfires. So let's bring it back to the hunger fullness scale. I want you to again imagine this as a 1 through 10 scale, whereas a 1 is we are starving, we're feeling those big hunger pains, nausea, dizziness. We are starving at this level 1. A 5 right in the middle of that scale. I'm talking with my hands so much right now and no one can see. A 5 is obviously right there smack dab in the middle. And that is 
we're neutral. We're just kind of hanging out. Maybe we just followed a meal or a snack and neither hungry nor full. And then all over on the other side, we got a 10. This is, I am stuffed. I am uncomfortable. Maybe I'm also feeling nausea. I'm feeling some side cramps. I'm bloated. And maybe this is following a really big meal or it's following a binge, overeating. And when we think of this scale, I want you to think of this as that pendulum, right? So if that pendulum is reaching that one, it naturally, when we start eating, swings to that 10. And this is not at the fault of you or anyone. Rather, it is a physiologic mechanism our body innately has to ensure we're receiving nourishment. This is something where our body goes into this mode of, I need calories. I don't care if I even like this food. I don't care how I get this food. I just need food and I need it right fucking now. If this is something that is frequently occurring, we're swinging from that one to that 10, we're reaching that starvation. And then when we start eating, feel really out of control, really uncomfortably full. There might be a couple of factors at play. Maybe there is a suppression of hunger cues and we only really begin to recognize them when they become unbearable and extreme at a one. Maybe we're experiencing famine, skipping meals, maybe um, is occurring. So this is causing that low blood sugar and increased hunger hormone and ghrelin. In either case, though, our body is concerned with one thing only, survival. Receiving nourishment and enough calories is key for our survival. Our body isn't concerned with what diet we're on, if the food is organic, preservative-free. By the time we allow ourselves to eat, your body is so overly hungry and deprived, it makes it really fucking hard to fully enjoy the food and the eating experience and stop when we reach like a six or a seven on that hunger fullness scale, or in other words, a comfortable level of fullness. A six we might describe as, I could have a few more bites and still feel pretty comfortable. And a seven might be, I feel good right here. I kind of want to stop now. If I have one more bite, that might kind of put me over the edge. So instead of saving up calories, not eating anything until the big meal, eat consistently throughout the day with meals and snacks to help promote body trust and under er, and honor hunger and fullness cues. If we are constantly suppressing these things down throughout the day, it's going to be that much harder to tap into it when we get to the big meal. Number two, don't plan to diet starting January 1. The mindset of I'll start over in January is a large part of the reason why we end up feeling out of control through the holiday season. No matter how we look at a diet, it's a restriction in various forms. If a future diet is lurking in the back of our mind, even if it's like subconsciously, our body is inherently feeling that impending restriction and deprivation. This sometimes triggers like I said earlier, that last supper mentality where we pretty much just go, fuck it. I'm going to eat whatever, whenever, however much. And 
whatever, because I am going to start my diet. So all of this, it won't be accounted for. Our behavior around food shifts. This New Year's resolution diet mentality largely contributes to feeling like we can't pass up on the appetizers, buffet, fancy drinks, desserts, why we can't feel neutral with the cookies in the break room at work, why we feel like we can't stop thinking about food or be alone with food because we're not sure how much we're going to eat of it or if we're going to feel in control. So to zoom back from that, when we give ourselves the space to enjoy food, when we're again eating consistently throughout the day, eating because we're hungry, sad, bored, tired, whatever the reason may be, in turn helps food become less overwhelming. Which then brings me to tip number three. You have unconditional permission to eat. So let me ask you this. When was the last time you avoided eating any food that you were craving and it didn't end up with eating past a comfortable level of fullness? or constantly thinking about that food. If you said, I don't know, or you said this happens a lot, or you were just like, yes, (laughs) this makes sense and it is not your fault. This makes so much sense. And I experience this as well. During the holiday season and at other times in the year. And it's really freaking hard. It very much feels all-consuming and is really difficult to think about much else. That's where unconditional permission to eat comes in. Now, this is part of the principles of intuitive eating, which I will cover in another episode. But essentially, there is room for all foods in your diet. All foods can exist in your diet. And ironically, when all foods are included in your diet, obviously minus those that you're allergic to or ones that you don't like, like the texture, the taste of, whatever it may be, food can become just food. Contrary to diet culture's narrative, food does not have any moral values. It's not good or bad. Yes, there are some foods that are more nutrient dense and some foods that are more enjoyable than others, but that is it. The more you remember and practice this, the more enjoyable food can become. When we tell ourselves that food is either bad or good, we inherently feel that. And we equate our value to the value that we are placing on food. So if I tell myself that a salad is good and I'm good for eating a salad or I'm doing something good for my health, I really feel that and it kind of pumps me up. But in that same note, if I tell myself uh, a piece of pie is bad, and I'm a failure if I eat that and I'm really bad for eating this, I'm going to feel really shit. You deserve to eat for any reason at all. Happy, sad, bored, celebrating. Um, You're around food. It's convenient. You're craving something. It's tradition. You're hungry or just because. Diet culture told you lies when they said food is only for hunger. That's bullshit and completely untrue. Emotional eating is normal. Eating out of emotion is normal. Eating because it was convenient, the food is right next to you, but you weren't really hungry is normal. Everyone does it at some capacity. 
and fork diet culture. All of this to bring us into tip number four, which is to slow down and feel safe. So the holidays, they can be busy, right? We often forget that we need to slow down, especially when we're focused on the thought of needing the exercise to burn off food. So if you find yourself feeling disconnected or too in your head, I wanted to give you just a few different grounding exercises that you could take with you that take at the most a few minutes max. The first one that I really love and I use personally all the time and one that I practice with my clients is what I call naming colored objects. I don't actually know what the real term of it is. I didn't make up this exercise. Um, I was taught it by my therapist and then I just kind of took it under my wing and added it to my little toolkit of things. So when it comes to this name and color objects, I really encourage you to find a space where you feel safe and comfortable. But if that's not possible, you can still do this at the dinner table and no one's going to notice what you're doing because it can be real subtle. So you look around your space and you do a little five, four, three, two, one, where you start with five objects of a certain color. So let's say blue. So if I'm practicing this, practicing this right now, I would go, okay, five things that are blue. Um, a sticker on my water bottle. Um, this comforter is blue. Um, that Xbox game um, lettering has blue on it. Um, my watch band has blue. And what's one more? I don't know. I don't know. Oh my God. Uh, the button on my computer is blue. Haha. <laughs> there we go. Then we go down to four things. I'm not going to keep doing this because you're probably like, Abby, shut up. Four things that are, I don't know, orange. Three things that are green. Working our way down to one. The idea of this is that we are kind of coming out of our mental space, coming back into the present moment and resetting ourselves. We are finding our surroundings and reminding ourselves that we are safe. The second one that I have that I also love is called tip the temperature. So with this one, the idea is that we are kind of changing our body temperature, not fully, but changing our temperature to kind of give us that jolt to go, okay, this is the present moment. This is where I am right now. This is what I have control over. Because again, with anxiety, we're thinking about, okay, what are all these things that I can't control? And typically it's these things that are in the future, right? So in order to tip the temperature, my favorite ways to do this are maybe I go to the bathroom and I splash cold water on my face for 30 seconds. Maybe I grab an ice pack from the freezer and I put it on my low back or on my chest and just with a towel on it or something and place it and hold it there for about 30 seconds to a minute. Maybe I take a cold or hot shower. If it's really cold outside, I go stand outside for 30 seconds. Just doing something to get our mind off of whatever's going on and come back to that present moment and feel more grounded. The third one is just finding something that we can hold. So ideally, this is something that has a bit of a texture to it that can really help us refocus on that. 
So for me, like my watch band has like a really nice texture on it. So I like to feel that if I'm feeling really anxious. Uh, maybe it's a fidget toy. Maybe it's something on your keychain. Maybe it's like something on, I don't know, like your pants has like a texture on it. Um, maybe if you have like a bumpy water bottle case situation or phone case touching that, but something where you can really like feel it and take note of all of the textures and refocus away from the conversation or the anxiety. The fourth one, I got one more after this one, tensing and relaxing your muscles. If you can, starting from your toes and working your way up towards your head. So you would start by squeezing your toes in, kind of making like a fist with your foot, holding it as tight as you can for four, three, two, one, and then relax slowly. Then you're moving up to your calves, squeezing your calves, holding it for four or five seconds, releasing it slowly, going up to your quads, your hamstrings, your glutes or your butt your stomach, your back, moving all the way up. If you can do this lying down, sitting in a chair, just someplace where you're comfortable, but ideally for this one, you would be alone and in a safe space. And then the last one, the one that we're probably almost familiar with, is just a traditional breathing exercise. So breathing five, five, five. We're breathing in through the nose for five seconds, holding it at the top for five, and then exhaling through the mouth for five and doing this for at least one minute at that pace. And the last tip that I want to share on this podcast episode is number five, savor the holiday flavors. And this kind of goes into some of the principles of intuitive eating, but is more so within like a mindful eating type practice. So one of the ways to feel more in control and present with food is continuing to slow down and savor the flavors. So I'll practice mindful eating with some of my clients, which is an exercise that takes about 10 minutes to eat literally one piece or one chocolate chip. (laughs) And that would be absolutely extreme and excessive if you did that for your whole Thanksgiving meal. But let me explain because that's not what we're doing here. Okay, that'd be something else, something else. In this mindful eating practice, we slow down and look at the food in front of us. So I'm going to paint the scene. We are sitting down at dinner. We filled up our plate. We got all the things on there. And all of a sudden we're going, oh, fuck, I'm feeling stressed. I'm thinking a lot about the food or I'm thinking a lot about my body. So we're going to take a little pause. We're going to zoom out for a sec, meaning... We're kind of taking ourselves out of that space, out of that spiral and going, okay, what is in this plate or what is on this plate in front of me right now? What is the color of this food? Now, it being Thanksgiving food, it's probably all like a pale brown, but (laughs) humor me for a moment. Let's say we got um, pumpkin pie on there. So it's kind of this like a burnt orange color and the crust is like a tan then we have maybe like a, a mm, stuffing. So the stuffing maybe has some green in it because there's celery and then it's kind of brown and maybe there's some seasoning flakes that we can make out. Maybe there's like some kind of corn dish situation. So we got some yellow in there. Maybe we got a green bean casserole. 
Then we start going, okay, what about the shape of this food? Is it all the same shape? Are there different shapes within a certain food? So like the green bean casserole, the we got like some kind of cylinder type things going on. Maybe we got some more mashed up foods happening. Are there any squares? Are there any spheres? Um, uh, what about the the smell? Can, does it smell savory, sweet, spicy, um, uh, chocolatey, sour? Like what are those things that we're noticing? Can we smell it just sitting on our plate? Do we kind of have to bring the fork up to our nose and smell the food? And then are we noticing anything right away in our body with just having this food on the plate? Is my mouth starting to water a little bit more because I'm thinking about the food? Am I noticing my stomach's kind of rumbling or is it feeling neutral? And then we start to go into the eating process. When we pick up that food on our fork and place it in our mouth, what's the taste like? What about the texture? Does the flavor change as we start chewing it? Does the, um, did I say texture, the taste what, how does it change while, while we're eating and chewing the food? Is it chocolatey, gooey, fatty, crispy, sour, tart, peppery, salty? What are we noticing? Do we like the texture, the taste, the smell? I encourage you to ask yourself some of those questions while eating. Now, that can be as in-depth as I just went, or it can be just what do I notice? Oh, it's savory. Cool. And leave it at that. That is perfectly fine. Because at the end of the day, it's important to help do the things to help you feel safe and secure and kind of zoom out in those moments. And we're all going to go about this differently. I encourage you to also try this before the holiday dinner so that it feels a little less awkward when you're first trying it or new. And then you kind of have a sense of, okay, what questions made me feel better during this evening experience or more neutral, get me out of my head, more present. So with that, um, I'm going to go back and repeat all of these tips and do a quick little summary. So the first one, eating consistent meals and snacks, remembering that we feel more body trust and more connected with our bodies less out of control surrounding food when we are fed, okay? When we're eating consistently throughout the day, we're not saving up at the end of the day. So with this one, trying to aim to eat about every two to three hours, try not to go more time than that between food, trying to have a mixture of protein, carbs, and fats throughout the day to help stay full and satisfied, and that way, again, when we sit down at that meal at the end of the day, we feel a little bit more present and less at that one on the hunger fullness scale. Number two was don't plan to start dieting January 1. Now, if this comes up, if there is any talk of New Year's resolutions, if there's any pressuring to do so, I want you to listen to my next episode which I will get to in just a moment. So hang tight. Number three, you have unconditional permission to eat. So that principle under intuitive eating, 
reminding yourself that for no matter reason what you are doing, eating for, happy, sad, bored, hungry, whatever it may be, that is okay. That is normal. That is expected. And fork, fork and diet culture, you know? Um, number four and five, kind of in that same note, slowing down, savoring the holiday flavors, practicing a little bit of that mindful eating, if that feels helpful, and then those five different grounding, um, presenting exercises that we can do. Naming color objects, tip the temperature, find something that we can hold and feel, tensing and relaxing muscles, and then breathing five, five, five. I hope some of these things were helpful. Maybe they were little reminders. Maybe some of them were new for you. And stay tuned for the bonus episode this week because it is going to be all on tip number six for holiday eating, finding a healthy balance, setting boundaries. So if you are someone that feels like it is this confrontational experience that you are unable to have your feelings be heard and feel safe in doing so, we're going to cover all of that in a very short, wrap it up in a pretty little bow episode so that you can feel prepared going into the holiday season, can combat some of those food, weight, diet, body talk conversations without it feeling like this big, scary thing. If you found today's episode helpful, please share it with a friend or family member. Please rate the podcast. Let me know how we're doing here. And I wish you a very happy holiday season. And those were some of my hangry thoughts for today, holiday edition. I will see you guys next week. Bye.